Welcome back, everybody, to All Met Sports Talk here with Coach Sherm. Uh, episode 46 coming up. First, a uh, couple announcements. One, remember to follow us on social media, uh, on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow us. Just search All Met Sports Talk. On Twitter, the handle is at All Met Talk. And you can also email us, allmetsportstalk at gmail.com. Big thanks to Preston Suggs, as always. You can find him on Instagram at King P. Suggs. Uh, thank you to him for doing the music each week or the music that we play each week he has done and uh, big thanks to him. Uh, we've been off for about a week and a half, uh, almost two weeks now. So the last interview you all had, uh, was episode 45. That was with uh, Mr. Richardson. Hope you all really enjoyed that one. Uh, it was a lot of fun to interview him and it was a long interview. If you have not listened it, you know, went, um, uh, just about two hours, actually, is really is the longest interview we've had. But uh, Will Richardson was uh, security for the Toronto Raptors. Really enjoyed having him on. That was a great interview. Uh, we were supposed to record uh, the following week and then um, had some health issues going on in my house. And then uh, this interview that you're about to listen to now, uh, it's coming out uh, here on Monday, but um, I had to push back a few days. Really, really excited about this one. I think you are going to really enjoy this interview uh, it's with um, Coach Miriam Tesfa Michael, who is also goes by Coach T. She's the new varsity boys basketball coach at Springbrook uh, High School there in Montgomery County. Storied program there in Montgomery County. Very, very uh, rich history. Uh, she takes over there after being the uh, JV coach for four years, just finished an undefeated season. I think she only had two losses the, the full season before that. So, you're going to like her a lot. Grew up in the Midwest and uh, uh, coached in Chicago before making her way here to the DMV. Uh, she it was a lot of fun to interview her. And I cannot, I'm telling you all now, if you all remember back episode 22 with uh, Coach D. Wade, Desmond Wade over at Blake High School there in Montgomery County, it's one of their rivals. And um, th- he was he was just an awesome interview as well. Great guy. And when they play each other next year, I'm really hoping we don't at Chapelgate have a game the same night because that's going to be a lot of fun to watch and just wish her the best of luck she's the first female um, head coach for boys basketball in the history of Montgomery County I think it's really special this year being the 50th year of title nine uh, for you know it's a big big move and um, props to Springbrook and Montgomery County for hiring her because they hired the right person bottom line and enjoy that interview and I'm trying to get um, just so you all know check back later this week I hope to actually uh, with this one coming out on Monday Hopefully we'll get a second interview. I'm lining, uh, have a few people lined up trying to get one of them um, to come out to get that recorded. And that will come out on the regularly scheduled day on Friday. So enjoy this interview with Coach T and hopefully have another episode for you at the end of the week. Welcome to the show, uh, Coach Tess for Michael, Coach Miriam Tess for Michael here, Coach T, as you know, <laughs> uh, the newest uh, head varsity boys basketball coach at Springbrook in Montgomery County. So congratulations on that and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you. You're the first uh, woman to be named boys varsity basketball coach in the history of Montgomery County. That's a huge feat. Yeah. Yeah. I've been told. I've been told. Everyone's like, are you the first? And I'm like, ah. You know, I don't know. I haven't been around too long, so um, yeah. 
they they tell me I am. So it's an honor. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. And I'm excited to get to work. Yeah. And you're not new to the uh, Springbrook community because you were the, the boys JV basketball coach, head coach and undefeated at that, I should point out. It's a good year. It was a good year. Yeah. I've actually <laughs> been at Springbrook for five. This is my fifth year that I've been at Springbrook. Um, my first year was the 2017-2018 season. Um, I assisted Coach D with the varsity team. Um, and then the next year I took over for the JV team. So, okay. Um, yeah, and then that weird COVID year in between all of that. But yeah, we uh we came out on top this year. We did really well. So we were one of two teams that uh actually were undefeated for their JV season. So I was really who, proud of them. Who was the other team? Uh Northwest. So oh, we wow. didn't even have them scheduled. So it would have been a cool little like showdown. But um I think we ended up playing like one more game than them, or maybe we ended up playing the same amount of games, but uh they definitely ended undefeated as well. So Okay. And uh so Montgomery County doesn't do a JV championship. Do they just kinda just bragging rights? Yeah, you know, Twitter bragging rights, uh <laughs> going around just letting coaches know we were undefeated. Um but no, yeah, there's no this year was the first year they did the county championships for varsity, so um Hopefully in the next couple of years, they kind of expand that to, to JV as well. I think that would be cool and give them something to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And before we get started, I also point out my wife had texted me a little bit ago and said um, she wanted me to pass on. She played at Einstein. So okay. she played at Einstein. And then uh, she went to Bowie State and was an All-American there. So my wife, Bernanda, said to make sure I told you that she is a um, big fan of yours and wishes you the best of luck and, and hopes that Springbrook will uh, thrive under your tutelage. So. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yes. Girl power. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's start like what you grew up in Columbia, Missouri. I did. I did. Yeah. What was that like? Uh, it's very similar to Maryland, ironically. I mean, it's still, you know, it has its moments of being country, but um, small <laughs> town. It's a college town. So it's about yeah. like, I think at, at that time it was around like 100,000 people. Okay. Um, two high schools. It was really like, you know, mm. we had a boatload of elementary schools, you know, a handful of middle schools, handful of junior high schools. And then um, it's, but now it's a little different. They've expanded some more. I think there's a four high schools now, but um, it was also weird because your freshman year. So we had what K to five, sixth and seventh grade considered at the middle school, eighth and ninth grade at the junior high school. So you started at high school, but you weren't in the high school building yet. Oh. Um, Interesting. And then just because it was like the town was still expanding and then 10th to 12th grade um, in the high school. So uh, you started your career, you know, playing up or playing at the high school level. Like if you were invited to play as a ninth grader. Um, okay. Yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting. Um, you know, a lot of rivalries within, the, you know, there's only two high schools, so you're only <laughs> going to be your rivals with each other. But um uh, you know, I, I still keep in touch with a couple of friends. I have, I have two close friends that I still keep in touch with um, from high school that I played with. Um, but, yeah, it's just, you know, what you think about with just hometown living. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ironically, my one of my best friends in life, actually, is the best man in my wedding and everything, best friends in college. He lives in Columbia, Missouri now. Oh, wow. It's yeah, crazy. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like <laughs> most people are there either for Mizzou or – uh, there's a couple of big businesses that, that are in that area, but no, I never really get anybody that's like, yeah, I know where that is. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm like, it's right in between St. Louis and Kansas city. Um, we got yeah. the college and that's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And his dad actually, his dad was actually the, um, so shout out to Chuck, that's my best friend, but his dad mm -hmm. was the um, director of public safety for the state of Missouri for a while. So 
and there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. Do you still have family there? Yeah. So my dad still lives there, and you know, various cousins. Um, and then the rest of us are spread out. So I'm one of three, um, okay. and so I'm the baby. Uh, so I have an older sister that lives in Chicago, and then one that lives in the Bay Area in California. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And so, and then you, um, what sport? Obviously, you play basketball. We're going to get to that. Did you play any yeah. other sports growing up? Yeah, I, I pretty much tried everything. Like I, I did the flag football before it became tackle football. I did, I did baseball with the boys, and then switched over to softball. I did volleyball. Had a short stint with track. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously basketball during that. And so I, it got to a point where my mom was like, listen, just cut it down to like two or three. Just get, it, get rid of the one. And I was like, great, soccer. Out. I hate it. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to do soccer anymore. It's a lot of running around. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it just naturally kind of um, filtered to just basketball once I got to high school. Okay. Um, yeah, I think cool. basketball and track were the last two standing after, after it was all said and done. Right. And what position did you play in basketball? everything um, position positionless and, yeah it was, it was just whatever whatever was needed because I was like I'm 5'11 so uh I was like pretty much this height like starting in high school so it was wow. like that tweener, like there's some teams that have really tall girls but I could guard them but I could be a big guard I could like play back a point guard so I think like one of the you know high school articles is like she's the Jill of all trades because she's <laughs> She's there. Um, and so, That's yeah, cool. it was actually just a little bit of everything. Okay. Very cool. And then um, went to University of Chicago to play. I did. I did. So how many, uh, what, what other schools were recruiting you out of high school? Uh, it was so random, such a random list. So Truman State in Missouri was like a D2 school that was recruiting me. Um, Boston University, Dartmouth, and uh, – was it no uh, North Dakota? No, South Dakota. It was one of the Dakotas or it was Montana State. Like I get them. I'm like now it's it's been years. Um, yeah. But one of those. Yeah, I think it was like I want to say Montana State or Mon- University of Montana. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Um, so it was like a mix of like some D ones, some D twos, a little D three, and you know, and then I ended up choosing U Chicago. Um, went the academic route out of okay. after, but um. Yeah, so I played my first two years at U Chicago, and then after my second year, just wanted something different. Um, mm-hmm. The vibe at at the college level is definitely different than what you're expecting when you, when you grow up playing basketball in a particular community. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I I wanted to experience life outside of basketball. So I ended up studying abroad my third year. Um, wow. So I studied abroad in Greece. Um, so that was cool. That was not something that. I would have really had the opportunity to do if I would have stayed playing basketball. Like a lot of my time was, you know, kept with that. And then after I came back, I started grad school early. So I, I finished up my last year of college the same time I started my first year of grad school. So oh, wow. I like to think I, you know, made good use of my time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. I, I had um, actually a kid who played for me when he was, when he was younger, but Devin Judd, he played football at Harvard. Mm-hmm. And um, he said the same thing. He, he went to good counsel. You know, yeah. went to Harvard to play football and he played his first two years and then was like, I think I just kind of want to be a college kid, you know? And, yeah. And, like and at he, that point, you realize you're not going to the league and, and, right. and that's okay. That's not the path that, you know, we were all dedicated to. And so I was like, yeah, what? why am yeah. I killing myself here? <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. And he loved it. He said, you know, when he's playing football, he was missing out on things and, yeah. 
you know, that, so I'm sure that you've experienced, well, you wouldn't have been able to go to Greece probably if you did. I would have been, I, yeah. And I often think like if I would have gone into teaching in the same route that I did, um, if I hadn't taken that time off. Um, right. And like, you know, at that time you had to commit a lot to play mm-hmm. at the high level. And, you know, I have one of my really good friends, one I still keep in touch with from high school. She, I mean, she was a hundred percent committed to that route, like lived in the gym day in and day out. Um, and like it, she was just, she just got her first WNBA contract, like this season is like, her wow. first, yeah, I know. And, awesome. and that is a definition of like, we just had two different paths. Like I was not that committed to basketball. I was committed right. up until a point. I had a pretty big injury. My um, going into my sophomore year, I broke my arm pretty bad. Um, and so mm-hmm. I had like rehab for about six months. So after kind of all of that, I realized I did not want to pursue basketball at the same level anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the goal was at one point in time, like go to Tennessee, play for Pat Summit. Yeah. Like, that'd be great. And then I was like, you know, this is not really what I want. And that's cool. Like I love basketball, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to dedicate my entire life to it. Right. No, that's, it's good that you had the realization when you did. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so you graduate, you go to grad school and what was your, I, I actually researched that and you had a pretty cool, um, what was your, your master's in? It was a, so, yeah, so I got my undergrad, um, I got my bachelor's in public policy with a specialization in education reform. That's and what then, it was. Okay. Yeah. And I got That's my a really cool, education. really cool subject matter. Yeah. You know, I really liked, I, I, you know, your first couple of years of college, you're taking all of like whatever your core classes. Um, but I, once I realized I wanted to get into education, I mean, my idea was like, oh, I'm going to be a superintendent. I'm going to like make schools better. And I was like, but no, you got to be a teacher first because you have to like understand it, which is just not how the world works these days. But when I did that, you know, we didn't have an education major at UChicago, but that was like the one route that allowed me to still get like a background in history inside the education world, especially with like the focus on like inner city, like uh, like public school education. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was either like public policy with econ or public policy education reform. So I took a lot of really cool classes. I did a lot of tutoring work when I was in undergrad. So that kind of led me to a specific summer program that I did at UChicago um, after I started playing basketball, which, you know, exposed me to the master's program we had at UChicago as well. So then I got my master's of arts and teaching um, for like K to eight and then expanded it to high school. Okay. That's yeah. very cool. Very cool route. Uh, so you get into coaching. How long out of school were you before you got your first coaching job? And how did you uh, get into it? Yeah, I was actually still in school. I was oh, coaching okay. and playing at the same time. It was uh, there was an organization at U Chicago where you know you could kind of do like not community service work, but you could you could get into coaching in the area essentially. Okay. So there was a school that was just right off of campus. Um, maybe two blocks away from the gym that we played at. Um, and it was a Catholic school. So St. Thomas the Apostles. So I started coaching there. Um, I think it was my second year or my first year. I was like, mess that, mess that up, but mm-hmm. I started coaching the, yeah, my first year I started coaching with the girls team, just doing like assistant coaching, seeing if that was something I liked. Realized I had grown up with girls basketball and that was something, you know, I was very familiar with and I don't love doing things that I'm the most familiar with. Uh, and so <laughs> The next year, switched over to doing boys and took over with the boys middle school team and did that for a few years until I graduated uh, from college and then started coaching um, at the school that I started teaching at. And so I started coaching in the, it was a K, it was a six or 12 um, school. So I was teaching in the middle school and then coaching in the high school. 
Okay. So, yeah. Cool. It, yeah. So definitely I, I took on a lot. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah, playing and coaching and being a student. I was going to say, so yeah. Far. And you had to go to class at some point. I had to go to class, had no <laughs> car, just like on foot. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And then the athletic director would drive us to the games on the South side. So um, my weekends were packed for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and if you were doing that on foot during basketball season in Chicago, it's put cold. two and two together. Yes. Oh, yeah, it was no, like that was a long two blocks down the street. Um, yeah. But wow. no, it, it was cool. So when we moved out here um, in 2017, actually one of the girls that I coached on that first year, mm-hmm. she was in her senior year at Georgetown because um, my oh, husband wow. was at Georgetown, and so I saw her at a banquet, and it was just like the world is like full circle. I'm like, you were sixth grade and now you're an adult so it was pretty cool to see that is cool now did you say your husband goes to georgetown or teaches it he teaches there oh very cool okay what does he teach there um so he has his phd in political science um but he does like black politics in the african-american studies department oh wow that's very cool okay (laughs) are you so you are a hoya fan so by by yeah. by proxy, like, I guess. By, yeah, like by default. No, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I love Alan Iverson. Uh, you know, I like Patrick Ewing. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> um. Okay, and then so you all make the move. Well, actually, let's talk about your career there because. Yeah. So it was University of Chicago Woodlawn Charter School. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Okay. Or UCW, <laughs> we call it UCW for short. Um. Yeah, that was, I I decided, okay, I needed to take a break from coaching my first year of teaching just because, you know, people Mm -hmm. talk and say your first year of teaching is going to be a lot. Um, You don't want to take on too much and just kind of wrapping my head around it. Um, So I took that first year off and then I started that next year with the JV team. So the JV boys team, Um, coached them. And then I think it was the following year, um, ended up just like working with the varsity team, working under um, the head coach there um, who we would regularly, you know, on days off or, you know, days where it's just teacher meetings. Like we would, you know, all go to the gym and, you know, just probably pick up together. And Mm -hmm. so he was, he was definitely welcoming, like really invested in having me a part of his staff because it was just him doing it. And then um, (laughs) took over a year after that. Um, (laughs) And so, um, yeah. Did he he retire or moved on and, he had okay. he had taken another teaching job at a different school, so okay. it was coming a lot. So in my first year, he kind of transitioned. He helped, you know, be my assistant in the beginning, just kind of getting my ducks in a row as I was like taking over the program. But okay. it, you know, it's funny now. I just like look back on it. People, you know, it's you know how parents will say that you know, back in my day, I had to like walk three miles in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like legit, we we didn't have a big, we didn't have like a full size gym at our school. Oh. We did have to walk like four blocks down the street to the YMCA on 63rd and Stony. Wow. Um, but then after school at the YMCA, it's like packed with kids. So we would only get like one court in like the whole gym of like four courts. Mm. And we sometimes get the partition of it. We're pretty much like having an open practice. Like there's kids <laughs> watching around. We have one court to work with um, oh. and no bus to like shuttle. So it, it was really just kind of that, that vibe. Um, and and then we made history. I mean, yeah. it was, you know, we're coming off. I don't think a team had ever won more than two games um, in a season at that school. Wow. That's, that's the big picture that they are right there. On wow. Ball. But yeah. uh, they, they went 12-4 um, and four that year. We made, you know, we qualified for the city playoffs and the state playoffs, which are like two separate entities in Chicago. And, you know, 
made it to the semifinals of the the city playoffs. Um, same thing with the state playoffs. And so no team had ever won any of these playoff games before, let alone qualified, let yeah. alone won as many games as we had. So we had a really special group of guys. Um, yeah. That's incredible. It, it was hard. It was hard. Yeah. <laughs> now, what is the, um, how is Illinois, um, as far as the state goes? So Maryland has four, you know, 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A yeah. for the public schools. What, what, how many classes are there in Illinois? Do you know? Do you remember? I, it might be like five or six. Okay. Um, I know Virginia's six. Yeah. And I want to say like, I'm not, I hope I'm not confusing that with Missouri because Missouri, we got up to six as well, but there was, uh, you know, a variety of just like classes and subdivisions because it's like all the teams in the city. There's so many schools in the city. Um, We were at one of like the, the smaller schools. uh, Mm -hmm. We were at one of like the lower divisions, but I mean, we ended up facing, um, University of Chicago, like lab school, which is a private school for the school. Um, and there was a guy that was getting ready to go to Yale. He was like wow. six, eight. He was, you know, he was a beast, but they had a lot of like Ivy League D1 players that were going there. And that's who we matched up with, like second round of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we wanted to win. We were happy to be there, but it was also like uncharted, like territory. Um, yeah. yeah. So, for the city, they, for in the Chicago playoffs, the they put the public with the private. No, so this, that's for the state, but for oh, like for the state, city, okay. it was it was just all your public schools like within your separate. Okay. So like the master document was actually very overwhelming, but I bet um, yeah. So you had your basically your your level city champions, um, and then you had you know your Kenwoods, your Morgan Parks, your Simeons at you know the higher level. Um, right, Whitney Young. Whitney Young, all of those, yeah. I had to coach against them in a Gonzaga tournament a couple of years ago. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, no, they're good. They're good. Yeah, yeah. That's when they had. I can't think of his name now. He went to Duke. Um, he yeah. actually hit the shot on us. They we we were up. This is just no, a couple it, years ago, right? Yeah, it was like. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. It was about. four years ago. Yeah. He used to have like the the dreads. Or yes. The long braids. Yes, I know who you're talking about. He went coast to coast. We it was a tie game. He went coast to coast in like five seconds and threw up a runner and beat us at the buzzer, but. <laughs> They were ranked like number twenty four in the country at the time. Yeah. I was I was coaching at uh St. Vincent Pilate. Okay. Um at yeah, the time. Yeah. yeah, it was brutal. Like oh. Simeon, Whitney Young, like the Morgan Park, they always are like you could tell how, how good a team is, I I believe, sometimes, based on how many coaches they have on the bench. That, that's a great point. Eight or nine coaches and I'm like <laughs> But like it's you know, everybody has their role and it works. I'm like, yeah. I've that's a lot of people. That's like the it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I was at Pilates, we had, I want to say six. There were six of us, okay. which was still, it was a huge staff. I mean, it was a pretty yeah. big staff. Um, okay, so you set all those records that are still standing. Still standing. All right. <laughs> and then you all make the move, you and your husband make the move here, and you start at Springbrook, which is kind of how we started. So, um, yeah. but you were coaching middle school and JV? Yeah. Yeah. So and the, teaching. The, and teaching again, like I was like, you know, I don't have enough, enough time to myself. Like, let me give some more of it away. Sure. But I, um, I had accept, so I was teaching at Argyle when I first got to the County Argyle middle mm-hmm. school. So that was my first years in the County. Um, and after my first year of doing assistant here, I decided, okay, I wasn't sure what, what I was going to do if I was going to move closer to DC or whatever I was going to do with like my teaching career. And then 
the boys coach had just like quit at Argyle. And so that year they're looking for a new coach and we're, you know, not having luck. And so I told them like, Hey, I'll do it. It's only, I think it's like eight games, six or eight games, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and, and then like a couple of weeks later, the Springbrook JV job opened up oh. and it was maybe like a month before the season started. So I got that job, but didn't want to, you know, turn my back on the Argyle kids. And so I was like, all right, just for like one year, I told my athletic director there one year, I'll give it to you. And, you know, there was like three games that overlap, like where I'm like going from Gaithersburg to Blair because they both had a game on the same day. And I like finishing off a game and like getting on 200 and getting over here. But, you know, so for Argyle, we ended up going five and one. Yeah. So it was six games. Yeah. So we went five and five and one that season. Um, And those guys that I coached that year, um, a lot of them are are becoming seniors this year. So they are like, I still see them sprinkled throughout the county. Yeah. Yeah. We play them at Kennedy or Blair, wherever they're at now. Um, And then, you know, I think, you know, we had a tough season that my first year here as a JV coach. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, it was still progress because the previous year they had only won, I think it was like three games, maybe Mm -hmm. that that in total. So um, I think we either broke 500, a little bit over 500 that first year, then turned around, came back the next year, was 13 and two. And then this year, 13 or 12 and 0, I guess we didn't play the 13th game. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. It's a lot of success. Um, and I'm going to talk about that in a second too. So <laughs> but I did want to point out, so I have, um, so Santina Ford, she was episode 36 of this episode. So she actually um, coaches boys um, okay. in, in North Carolina and, oh, nice. uh, at, Ar- at Orange High School. So it's, I mean, it's like some, it's down there. It's, it's, it's kind of in the, I think they're in Durham, either okay. Raleigh or Durham. So that was pretty cool. And I also had Desmond Wade, the Blake head coach on yes. oh, episode yeah. 22. So I, <laughs> so I want to talk to you about that because I think when you all play each other next year, I'm going to, as long as we don't have a game, I'm going to have to find my way there. So, Oh, please do. Please yeah. do. So, cause that, so Blake is one of your rivals, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's I that, cause that. you all had that weird Montgomery County does that weird little. We have a consortium. Yeah. So it's like, is it Springbrook, Blake and Magruder? No, no, no. So it's Springbrook, Blake, and Paint Branch. So Paint we're Branch. Okay. Northeast Consortium. Um, so we're kind of in our own little bubble here yeah. where, there, you know, there's certain middle schools like White Oak, Key, I think like Briggs, Cheney, and Banneker. Like they can kind of feed into these different schools. And, you know, all schools offer a little bit of a different vibe. Like we have the IB program at Springbrook, okay. like our bread and butter. Um, so kids can really get invested in that and earn their their um, diploma, their IB diploma before they graduate. Um, and I know Paint Branch and Blake, they have their own, you know, I know the the culinary program at Paint Branch is amazing. And so they, we all kind of have our own little like niche um, and students can choose from it. So then by default, then we're just automatically rivals. I'm like, well, we have two rivals. We have Paint Branch Day and we have like the Blake Day. Right, right. And my, my nephew actually went to Northwood. He played at Northwood. And okay. he was, so he was in, cause I think his was Northwood Einstein Blair or something like that. So yeah, that's not right. Yeah. So that's pretty cool that, that it's like, it, that is pretty cool that they, like you have some, I guess I could say man-made rivals. It's, it's like, yeah. ri- like rivals by default. So exactly. And we yeah. take that part. Yeah. These are, those are big game days that are circled. I mean, I know in the past and I, we've changed the vision since like we just bumped down to class Springbrook did. Oh, you did. Um, yeah, so we still play Paint Branch and Blair or Blake, but we are now in three A. So okay. we're not 
anymore. And, you know, they look at the school enrollment numbers every, right. I think it's like three years and, you know, determine what class you're in. So I, I, I would always remember we would play Paint Branch that first Friday when we came back from winter break, which uh-huh. was just, it was just craziness. Yeah, pandemonium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So um, it's now, a good thing. I, yeah. Yeah. Blake is 3A also, right? Are they? Now they're 4A. Oh, they bumped up. Oh, they're four. They bumped up and we bumped down. Yeah. Okay. Now I think yeah. that Maryland does it really well. Um, for those listening that don't understand it, it's all based on school population. So the bottom, the the zero to or one to twenty five percent is one A as far as like the school size. So if you fall in the twenty fifth percentile and lower, you're one A, and then obviously four A are the top twenty five percent highest populations in the state. So a little bit easier, I guess, than, well, I guess Missouri or Virginia or Illinois would do it just six ways, I guess. I don't know how that works, but yeah, just a, just a different division process. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot easier though in Maryland because it's, it's quarters. It's (laughs) 25, 50, 75. Yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah. So they, we kind of flip flop places a little bit. Okay. Okay. And I think that happened after Wade took over or right when Wade was taking over um, that Blake got bumped up. And then this past year, I think it was a year or two ago, whatever during COVID time. Right. Right. Year of COVID we were in, we, we made the change too. So. Okay. All right. Wow. That's um, and then, so and Springbrook is a, I mean, very story program in the state. Um, so um wanted to talk to you about actually before I get to that wanted to talk to you about because you kind of touched on it and I don't want that to I don't want to forget that what is it like walking into that gym on a Friday night when you're playing a paint branch or a Blake or a Blair you know who's very close to you as well uh oh it's intense um I try to get when I was coaching JV I was trying to get my guys ready for that day one of practice um like this this is gonna be like deer in the headlights you're not ready for this and they're you know they're boys oh well we got it we got it (laughs) so I start trying to like I do my best to try to like emulate that environment in practice Mm -hmm. so whether it's me just like cranking things up on a loudspeaker I'm not making any calls if we're going if we're doing like you know shell drill or going five on five whatever the case may be to create as much tension in the gym as possible. Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, when you walk into this game, you people are coming early and, and let me not be mistaken. They're not coming to see you. They're coming to get a seat for the next game, but your <laughs> right. game is going to be on and therefore they're going to be paying attention. And so like, I remember a couple of years ago, we were playing Blake here. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing. They just, we got punched in the mouth early. Mm-hmm. Like we, we were down. I want to say like 20 in the first quarter, Ooh. something ridiculous yeah. where, you know, I don't do this often, but I had to, we weren't going to have the end of the quarter, you know, debrief session on the bench. I was like, we're going to go in the hallway right now. Cause it's really loud in here. And you need to hear the, these words, these particular words that I'm going <laughs> to use. And we had a conversation in the hallway um, uh-huh. and, and we turned it around. And so then it was, you know, we got it to like one by halftime. It was neck and neck the third quarter, you know, you know, bouncing different directions and then ended up winning on a buzzer beater three and it's like people storm in the courts, like everybody's, you know, and so they had a cool, you know, little experience of that. But I think like after that moment, they realized like, oh, yeah, this is this is different. This is mm-hmm. something that I wasn't ready for. Um, so by the time we got ready to play them again and got ready to play paint branch again, um, they were a little bit more prepared. Right. That. 
but it's fun. I mean, I love that atmosphere. I love it when they do it on Friday nights. It's like our, it's like our winter version of Friday night lights. Um, you know, kids are excited. Kids are happy to be there. Um, and that was something that we missed during COVID times. And Mm -hmm. our, our paint range game got canceled this past season because COVID restrictions. So, um, they had an, they had a really bad outbreak at paint branch. And so, Mm We didn't, and, and they scheduled us first. So that was going to actually be our home opener was like the first game, like paint branches. Oh. Really trying to get them like, you guys really have no idea what you're walking into. These right. kids, you know, there's a familiarity. They played with these kids in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, your friends are in the stands. So yeah, I love it, but it's also like very nerve wracking for them, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. This, what was it like the, the first yeah, I'll say the first home game. Like, what was it like your first home game back this season that you actually got to play with fans um, after, you know, the COVID year? Yeah. Um. Now I'm trying to remember who that actually was because there's so much back and forth. I just remember being excited. Like, I, I, the, the parents were very excited. Yeah, the, we had a nice parent section, family mm-hmm. section. Um, kids were excited to just be there. Uh Cause you know, for our scrimmages, they were all closed. So we were used to just having a nice quiet gym. No yeah. one's talking to you. And now it's like <laughs> parents are there. Fans are there. People are yelling at you, but uh, they handled it really well. They didn't, they didn't let too many distractions go by and affect them. Um, but I think this, <laughs> this past group of kids really feeds off the energy of a crowd. So, mm-hmm. you know, they have all their little celebrations and I tell them like, Hey, you get up by 30, I'm, I'm not going to say much about what, whatever your celebrations are. And so they're, they're very focused. Like we got to get to 30. We're almost yeah. there. We got to get to 30. Then we can like really have fun. Yeah. And along the way they're having fun, they're enjoying, you know, just being there and being able to kind of showcase their talents. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Ours, our first home game this year with it was, it was the weirdest. You're almost nervous like yeah. walking into the gym and we actually went to double overtime and won. We hit a but we hit a buzzer beater to send it to double overtime and then oh, wow. and then one like on a defensive stop with the buzzer. So it was crazy. But but yeah, I, I don't think um and it was funny, like our seniors, you, you always do like, what is their favorite memory? And mm-hmm. I think four of the five of them said it was that game, like their favorite oh. high school Because it was just it off. they yeah. didn't have it, you know, and it's as you well know, it's like Going well, we played. I mean, we're private school, so we did play last year, but I think yeah. we only played 13 games, everything was canceled. But, um, uh, but they at least got a chance to play some, but it was with no fans and all mm-hmm. that. But, um, so it was, it was fun. It was that's why I like asking coaches, like coming off of COVID, like it was really cool to see the kids, like be able to and the fans be able to, like, oh gosh, we missed this so much. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a, it's a vibe. I, I, you know, our last game was really cool because there was a pause in the begin or in like in the middle of the season where we weren't allowing fans to come back. And then, and then there was outbreaks and there, you know, whatnot. And then by the end of the, by the end of the season, like we were able to finally let fans come in for the last game. So then the last game was like super packed, you know, with family, friends, everybody was there. Like it was the last game before we decided, you know, if we're going to go undefeated or not. So there's a lot of like tension in the atmosphere, but, um, it was just fun all around. Um, and I was just happy for things to kind of get back to some, some kind of normal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully we don't have to deal with that next year. Fingers crossed. I, 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 don't, I don't know the way these numbers are looking. I don't know. I know. I know. It's, it's tough. Um, 
All right. So what does the future hold at Springbrook now with you at the helm? What do you, you bring in players? What kind of players do you team do you have coming back guys moving? Obviously JV was extremely good under you, your tutelage the last two years. Yeah. Um, we're going to be young. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first year, we're going to be young right now. We don't, I mean, you know, unless somebody, somebody comes out for the team right now, we're not really slated to have any seniors this year. Mm, so, wow. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Which I'm like, I don't know if I've ever worked with the team where we didn't have, you know, a little bit at each grade level. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild. And, you know, I'm not quite sure of like what I, I you know, I've, I've been told some names about who's coming in for JV and what guys are coming in for JV. So it will, you know, varsity might look like a mix of, you know, sophomores <laughs> and juniors. You might be, you know, a handful, you know, I, it, it's totally up in the air. And I know a lot of the guys have the questions now and I'm like, guys, it's May. <laughs> Like our season doesn't start technically until November. Like we will see how guys progress. We'll see how guys, you know, build over the summer. And, you know, we're not the biggest team, at least JV wise. Like we had some, we're kind of spread pretty evenly, uh, you know, across the size board. Um, But I'm like, yeah, you guys are, you know, you're still young. You're 14 years old. Like you will grow into your body. You will get bigger. You know, we will see what this looks like, you know, a little bit down the road, but uh, they have a lot of energy. I, I think the the future is is really bright because with a, especially with a lot of our freshmen, we have a lot of very good freshmen. And again, obviously, we don't know how they're going to progress. We don't know how their bodies are going to change. We don't know if they're going to you know stay five seven for the rest of their high school career. But if they get bigger, it's, it's pretty scary. I'm not I'm not guaranteeing anything, but I do like the energy and the th- and the enthusiasm they do bring. Um, mm-hmm. And they're all really good students off the court. That's um, important. Yeah. And that, and that's, uh, you know, we have a few of our students that are in the IV program. So, oh, wow. they, you know, they're in a cohort together taking like, you know, higher level classes. Um, and so it's, it's a good mix. The good kids just really committed to trying to get better. So I, I did get to see some of them play AU this weekend. They were okay. fun. And movies. So uh, that fast paced, like really intense defense. I think that's something that we're going to keep, you know, throughout their high school career. So, mm-hmm. So are they playing? Know. Are they playing together? Were they playing together AAU? About I would say six or seven of them play together. So they're all wow. kind of spread out at different teams. But again, like that was one of the one things that I was told pretty early on about this group of guys that had come in into JV. They were so used to playing together, um, you know, ever since they were little. So there was a, a certain level of familiarity that they already had that you could see on the court as well. Mm-hmm. So even though they, don't, they all don't play on the same AAU team, they have played with each other for so long. So oftentimes during lunch, the discussion that I hear in my room is, no, like I, I'm the better shooter, but you're a really good passer. And you, you know, they're picking each other's games apart. And they're like, but you don't really look when you're trying to, when you're driving, like you don't look to kick it out like you're. And so it's cool to see them take notice of each other's games. And that tells uh-huh. you that they're paying attention. Um, so the, the future is bright with them, I would say. Just yeah. gotta make sure that they they keep working hard. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting though, and it's good yeah. that they actually. You're right that they can recognize you know the strengths and and weaknesses in each other's games. So yeah. Um. All right, so defensive team that'll be fine. I'm, I'm a big defensive guy, so <laughs> hearing that. So fun. you coached at two. If you were to ask, I think most basketball people, you have L.A. Just working west east, L.A., Chicago, DMV, and New York are probably mm-hmm. the top four. Have a lot of people from the South that listen. Sorry, you guys can keep the football. We have the basketball. So, um, so coaching in Chicago and the DMV, um, what has that been like? What is what? How would you compare, contrast, 
um, you know, with two of the top areas in the entire country. Yeah. So one of, I have a cousin that lives out here. And one of the first things he told me was, okay, like if, if you're looking for, you know, really high level of basketball, you, you, it's like two different worlds. There's like the private school world and there's a public school world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do think they're different. Like you got your DeMathas, your Gonzagas, you have your, all your college prep schools on one end, you have your public schools on the other end. And I think I wouldn't even say one's better than the other necessarily, but I do think in this having both in this area mm-hmm. is like a cool little vibe. So um, like when the DC state champ or like city championships are yeah. happening, I don't state champion they're not a state but yeah the yeah they call it the state though it's weird yeah, yeah. it was yeah. weird um but that was taking place at georgetown so you know in the championship game or the game before the championship game the semifinal game it was gonzaga versus wilson mm-hmm. uh, and you know wilson's down the street from us and so it's like you got this powerhouse public school with like a top-ranked private school going head to head and the levels are comparable right it wasn't a blowout one direction or the other wilson ended up winning that game mm-hmm. um so that's not something that exists, at least when I was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, private schools weren't really what was looked at for basketball, like top level. Like your top level basketball kids are going to the Whitney Youngs, the Simeons, right. like your Morgan Parks. Um, and so it really kind of stayed in the public school realm. Um, Interesting. So it's – and there's so many schools. That, and then we're talking about Maryland, the entire state of Maryland versus Virginia and whatever we want to consider D.C. So it's like – multiple areas trying to like balance I, I think it's unfair so it's like okay yeah the dv has more we're yeah. also talking like three states compared to like True. one city. so yeah. um but yeah it's just a, it's just a different vibe i think the public public private is is the key um mm-hmm. to what you know DMV yeah. have, have you been so have you been able to go to the um they mixed it up this year though <laughs> I I was going to say the final four, like when they go to Comcast, this year was really weird because they put the girls and the boys together, but then it was weird how they were doing. I I didn't go this year for the first time in a long time. Yeah. So the way they changed the rules after last year was instead of like all of the final four games being played at Comcast um, at university of Maryland, you only got to go to Comcast if you're in the championship game. Yes. That's what it was. And that's, and that's how it's kind of been for all of the sports. Um, the the first game of the final four is played at whatever designated like pre-designated site um and and then if you made it you could go so i didn't get to go watch it in person but i did watch it online oh okay um, so I, I did see churchill playing against roosevelt um mm-hmm. online i think that ended up being like a triple overtime or you know it was something ridiculous it was more than double it was game um and so i was like watching it on my phone heard about the girls game because i know we had a montgomery county school um in that as well so clarksburg girls were in there and they're playing a team in baltimore who and i had some friends i went to that game which there was there's one girl she was like five four had 40 points 20 yeah. for 40 from the free throw line like you know it's something like ridiculous where i was like god that would have been like really cool to see um, yeah so i didn't get to go but you know i've been in the past you know, okay when I first came to the area, I heard about Polly pretty yep. <laughs> pretty early on, and that was when uh, the coach was still there. So when I think his name is Sam. Sam, yeah. Yeah, he. Uh, you know, I read a, I read a lot about him because I saw that the girls were making it pretty far, and I know this past year they ended up winning. The girls' team ended up yes. winning. So um, just kind of just went just to see what it's like. Get a good. You know, I know what it's like in Missouri, but you know, get a good vibe on 
who is who and what is what. Um, and then, you know, more recently, even at that time, I saw Roosevelt in the final four. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I saw him again this time. And I was like, all right, let me read about this coach. And just, he, you know, seeing his backstory and how he got the job and how long he's been there. And mm-hmm. he's won like four or five championships in like nine years. And so it's cool to just kind of see what everybody's background is. I yeah. Guess, like, background. Yeah. I, I love it. We normally go. Um, actually one year, cause I had a former player that, um, she had played for me when she was young. So she, she actually played at Roosevelt. She's been on the show as well. She's playing in college now, but, um, the girls used to play at Towson. So like we went up to the, and, uh, and I went to Catonsville and the Catonsville girls were really good. They're actually playing each other. So we were like at that game that we raced down to Maryland to catch like yeah. the last three games of the boys. But, um, but yeah, it was really, you know, especially that that championship Saturday where you could just like sit in there and watch four, you just know, watch games all day. Yeah, four championship <laughs> games. And some of these teams are like, you know, like the one A schools, it might have seven players. You know, from that this Baltimore little... school that that beat Clarksburg literally had seven players. <laughs> With their point guard being five four. I was like, this is like this is its own story of it. So, so it's like right. she's five four with forty points, and they had seven players on a college court. Like, I need everybody to put that. Like, what they accomplished was, you know, huge. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, it's really cool to see. Um, and then it's like this the the vibe in there, the energy in there. Especially like once the four A kids come in, it's like, oh man, like you know, with all their fans and everything, but. Um, back to that Roosevelt there, they were playing, I can't remember who they were playing them and wise both. You know, yeah. and, and I think it was back to back years, but I remember like wise came out and like all the kids had the same, they were all wearing the same warm up, wearing the same shoes. The same, everything was, they looked like they, they were there for a bit. And I forgot who they were playing, but that team came out of the tunnel with like their water bottles and their coats and they were running around, like waving to the fans. And I'm like, this is not going to end yeah, well for you. It's, it's not, it, they're not <laughs> on the same level. No, not at all. I mean, that was my first my first impression of Roosevelt. I was like, Jesus! Like, I was looking up their roster. I'm like, six seven, six seven, six six. Like, <laughs> I was like, these are some monsters. And I mean, this yeah. year they weren't as big, but it was even it was. I mean, even more impressive. I'm like, you made it this far without the size that you may have like normally had. Um, right. Yeah. Which, you know, just kind of speaks testament to what what he's got going on over there, yeah. what they're building over there. So, yeah. Hopefully, well, I hope one to day- see you there. I hope. Yes, hope you get that, there. that's a plan. That's a plan. I tell my friends, I was like, "Don't let me win a state championship." Like everyone's <laughs> gonna kiss the ring. I know that's right. Now, Polly's three A. I want to let you know that, but yes, oh, I know, but he left. He left. There's a chance. Hey, I that was my first thought when we bumped down to three A. It's like, geez. One day when when we make it there, like that's who we're gonna face. And I, you know, I don't know how you know who the new coach is there, but yeah. hopefully it's not that same reign of like a three peat team that just comes in demolishing guys. They were ridiculous. I mean, but they had Division One guys up and down the mm-hmm. roster, which is really, yeah. really crazy. And there's some good three eighteen. Like I remember that year, um, the year they three peated. I'm trying to think now if that was the COVID year or not. But anyway. Because they were going for, for COVID. They were trying to go for a four-peat. But the, the year before, they were they played – I know they played Reservoir the first yes. game. And that that was not a fair fight either. No. And I actually had a – Reservoir is actually my home district school. My son graduated from there. But, okay. Yeah, that was Reservoir's second time making the final four. Actually, okay. I think that's who they beat for the – no, they beat them in the semis. You're right. Yeah. 
And then yeah. I and then I think they played like Dundalk or somebody. It was something like or Broadnet. It was like something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they um the year they're going for the four peat, they beat Oxen Hill. That's who I think they beat Oxen Hill. Maybe that was a three peat year. I can't I can't yeah, because yeah. I know we were going to before, we were still in four A, but right, but right when COVID was first starting, um, we Springberg made it to the final four, um, mm-hmm. and so it was like what maybe like thirty minutes before we were loading the bus. I think like Polly ended up getting on their bus and then you know had to like sw- like swing around and go back home, but um, we were still going to be in four A. So it, I think we had like Wise or one of those teams like as our first game in the final four. Um, yeah. And then, that yeah, was so and then, unfortunate. I, I mean, I can like, like I was getting, I was like packing my bag. Like I just finished teaching <laughs> six period. We're leaving right after seven, so it was like not even forty minutes left. And then they're like, "Yeah, no, never mind." Like, yeah, wow, wow, oh, heartbreaking. Really heartbreaking for those kids, those seniors that never got a chance to do it. But yeah, the big what if. Yeah, are you an NBA fan? Of course. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have an issue with the with the refereeing right now. First uh, of all, I have, a, I have an issue with a lot of referees. <laughs> I would say I probably always have an issue with the refereeing. Yeah, it's my main issue. <laughs> yeah. But the last two games, I was talking to my brother-in-law about this last time. I'm like, I can't get over it. He said, I got in the shower. There's a minute and one second left. I got in the shower. I got out, and the game was still on. Like, what yeah. is going on with the whistles? It's like, it, it's killing me right now. It's, it's yeah. really making the game hard to watch. But um, – so that said, well, do you have a comment on that? No, I, I know. I agree. It's, it's, it's frustrating. I think the replays, like being able to go back and yes. check, I mean, I get it. It's high stakes, but these games, even right now, aren't particularly close. Like no. where it's like a one possession, like I get it if you're, you're you want to be detailed oriented, if, if it's a very close game, but I'm like, some of these games have been blowouts like, right. for, for it to be this late in the season. So I don't quite understand that. Yeah, it's 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 really taken away from the game. I mean, these games are lasting forever, and yeah. there are a lot of blowouts. So, uh, right, so that's why I hate about the, the East Coast. They, they're starting at nine o'clock. Like I'm going to sleep at nine thirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're not missing much. Although <laughs> Dallas, they, they they tried to come back last night. They but, tried. I kept my eye on it, and then when I was like, "Yeah, this is slipping," I was like, "I'm gonna go to bed." Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to end with a couple quick hitters here. I've really enjoyed this conversation, and uh, it's been great to get to know you and um, definitely wish you the best. So um, so first question, then NBA question. You're starting five NBA all-time. Oh, all-time. Okay, LeBron, obviously. Uh, I think – this is going to get me in trouble. I always have oh, to And it does not have to be by position. Okay. So not we by talked p- about – yeah, we talked about positionless bat. They can be – like you <laughs> so, yeah the all positionless all okay I got it I got it um so I'm gonna go LeBron I'll go Michael Jordan um I'll go I'll go Steph mm. I'll go Tim Duncan Ooh, and good one. I'll go it's like I can hear like my friend's commentary right now. It's like I try and block it out, try and block it out. Um, man, I gotta go Allen Iverson. I don't Ooh, know. Okay, I, I, really got, I got, I got, I got to throw it in there. That's tough. I like it. That's a good five. Okay, 
much we have on defense, but you know, we'll worry about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> you score a lot of points. Um, all right. Three favorite coaching memories. Mm. Uh, one was from my first year while I was an assistant here. Um, our coach had gotten sick and he was going to be out for the paint branch game. And we were playing at Paint Branch and it was, we needed to win that game to kind of like clinch the division. And it was just all around amazing. Like the highlight reel that Capitol Hoops, I think, put together afterwards, like we had, you know, back to back dunks, like blocks off the backboard. So it was really cool to be able to like help lead those guys to that, to that victory. I mean, a lot of those guys that were the seniors, like the Matt Belong, Tony, Cam, they're all, they all just graduated college now. And so um that was a really cool mom, uh, moment for sure uh the other one was the first game I coached um at UCW it was a little weird but we're playing at the school and it's going back and forth the game is like a one-point game and lights shut off in the gym like <laughs> it was dark oh my god so they're like trying to figure out what's happening and one of my kids had just he just missed like a left-handed layup he's a left-handed kid he missed a layup he's like trying to hold back these tears, but like single tears are falling at this yeah. point. So I'm like trying to get him to get it together. I'm like, he's like thinking he's blown the game. Cause it's le- it's like less than 30 seconds left on the clock at this point. Um, and you know, I had my little coach Carter moment, like they're tired. Like they're going to miss this free throw. Yeah. and We're going to get it. And you're going to come down and you're going to score and you're going to win the game while the lights are still off. And then they're like, well, coach, we might need to call the game. I'm like, no, no, we're yeah. not calling the game. And you know, they're like, we're going to show you the closet where the light switches. And so we go to some random closet in the hallway and they're like, yeah, it's in here, but it's locked. And I'm like, well, then how do the lights sh- shut off if you didn't have the key? Right. And so the coach <laughs> says, oh, you think I'm like trying to cheat you? I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I think is happening right now. Wow. And so we actually got the crowd to turn their like flashlights on. Like there was still some sunlight coming through, but like we literally like finished the game in the dark. Like the refs were cool with it as long as like we were. And exactly what happened, like, they missed the free throw. We got the rebound. We threw up ahead to the kid that had just missed the layup, and he, you know, hit a step back three at the buzzer. No way. Yeah. That is crazy. (laughs) That's like a Hollywood – that is very much like a a Hollywood – Yeah. Yeah, Trayvon made that that game winner. Um, And a third game, I would probably – our coaching moment, I just think – I mean, I think the last game this past season was was one of the top ones. You know, we it wasn't beyond just winning the game. They executed our game plan like really well. Like you could tell they were focused and they studied it. And, you know, a lot of the comments we got back after that game was, oh, my God, like your defense was incredible. And that's like the best thing I want to hear. I'm like, we did. We did have very like, you know, guys aren't reaching. And you could just see the growth and the progression of their game all season. So. It was a really fun environment. And so I think just that with this group of guys, what I particularly enjoyed is that, you know, they kind of dubbed their own players of the game after each game. So it was like cool to see them recognizing each other and it was something so natural for them. So that's very cool. Yeah. yeah, that's very cool. When you have chemistry like that, that's that's very hard to create and very hard to, uh, you know, well, it's very hard to create and, and very lucky to have it. So, yeah, very cool. 100%. Um, all right, five dinner guests, dead or alive. Just like any. Any, yeah. Any. Oh man. Um <laughs> so LeBron. Yeah, we're we're okay. a big LeBron family, so yeah, <laughs> he's gonna for sure be there. Um Cynthia Cooper, she's like Ooh. my favorite 
women's basketball player of all time. Um, I just have so many questions, but I also want Cheryl Miller there because I want to know. Like, I want to see. Like, do you guys still have your little like you know rivalry going uh-huh. on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I think, oof, I know now. I'm like, do I stay in the basketball realm of all of that, or do I do I leave? Um, I'm gonna stay in the basketball world and in that I'm going to probably put in, oh no, yeah, I'm going to have Pat Summit in there. I have so many questions, but then I want Candace Parker in there as like the fifth person. Cause I was like, I need a, I saw it on TV, you know, growing up, but I was like, I want to see that in real life, like that interaction. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw she had a triple double the other day. Yeah. I know. Unfortunately, and I, I almost went to the game. Did you? I almost <laughs> went to the game. And I was like, I'll catch them next time. But yeah, yeah she had a good game. Yeah. Unfortunately against the mystics but we'll <laughs> all right um all right and then last thing coach that's that's all the questions i had but wanted to uh, are you guys doing any camps you want to are you doing any camps this summer no not this summer um okay. you know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of red tape in mcps so it's just like and it's not mcps but it's kind of like maryland it's a state yeah. yeah yeah and so we haven't quite figured out the camp situation yet but okay. you know coming soon um we will have some non-affiliated summer league teams that will be uh, participating at the DeMatha Capital Hoops. Oh, uh, nice. Okay. And then, um, the Maryland Elite Summer League. So those are not school-sanctioned summer right. league. But there are guys that are going to be playing um, at both of those. So they'll okay. be cool to watch. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good stuff. And uh, what's the Twitter? Uh, you all have a Twitter page? Twitter yeah, Brook Boys uh, B-Ball. For okay. Twitter and same thing for Instagram. So or Brook Boys Ball, I think it's one of those. Okay, <laughs> but, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tag it in it when we release this. Okay, episode perfect. On yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, don't want to get it wrong, but yes, new Twitter page, new Instagram page. So follow us, check us out during the season, and thank you again for having me. Yeah, it's been a, been a lot of fun, and I'll make sure I get out there when you and uh, Coach Wade go at it. And that'll be. Oh yeah, and then uh, and then, and then be there afterwards. So when we win, you can see the look on his face (laughs) all right shots fired (laughs) (laughs) all right well good luck to you coach and thanks so much and um it's been great having you on and best of luck to you thank you thank you all right talk soon okay take care